Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, uh, we spent the first hour, a good chunk of it, talking about uh, Mayor Ken Sim today, announcing the desire to eliminate the 135-year-old Vancouver Park Board. Mr. Sim said a motion will be brought to council next week to ask the province to amend the Vancouver Charter and to effectively bring parks and recreation services under the oversight of City Council. Uh, now, as I said, the uh, Park Board is 135 years old. It was first established in 1888 to help oversee... Um, Stanley Park, Vancouver's Parks and Rec uh, assets, by the way, include 250 public parks and beaches, which include Stanley Park, Van Dusen Botanical Garden, Bloedel Conservatory, 24 community centres, swimming pools, rinks and arenas, sports playing fields, playgrounds, fitness centres, three championship golf courses, uh, street trees and marinas. So quite a bit there. Um, Now, prior to um, this hour, we spoke to Brennan Bestiavansky. He is the independent Vancouver Park Board Chair and Commissioner. Uh, He was ABC uh, uh, Chair, but uh, as of today, he is independent, as he said. He did not pull any punches in the first hour in regards to the decision made by Mayor Ken Sim. Uh, and uh, the Vancouver councillors will be voting uh, on the motion soon. But in regards to today's press conference, he was not invited along with two other um, commissioners, uh, but he did not hold back on what Mr. Sim is doing, and he talked about the virtues of the park board. Uh, I did ask him a very simple, blunt question. I asked him, do you have faith in Ken Sim's ability to lead? Uh, Take a listen. Do you have faith in Ken Sim as a leader for the city? Uh, uh, maybe ask me a different question. Uh, look, um, when I met Ken, uh, I was impressed, right? He's a business guy. I'm a business guy. You know, I, I had faith in him and he looked me in the eye and, and, and he, he made a promise that I'd be able to finish my term as a commissioner, that he had, he had, uh, walked back that whole thing about, uh, abolishing the park board. And I, you know what? I believed him and I, I, f- I feel like an idiot. For, for believing him. And I'm heartbroken that not only did Ken uh, do a backflip uh, on that, uh, but he's forcing the, the ABC councillors to do it too. And, and so uh, I, I'm, I'm, I am like, it's just unconscionable that, the, uh, that they would do that. And so I feel really betrayed. And I know a lot of people in the city feel that way as well. That is Brennan Bastiavansky, the Independent Vancouver Park Board Chair. Well, joining me now is someone who knows a park board very well. It's John Cooper, former Vancouver Park Board Commissioner and Chair as well. John, thank you for joining us. Well, thanks very much, uh, Jazz. I was expecting to be uh, a retiring politician and uh, recovering and uh, here I am back at it. <laughs> back at it again. <laughs> that is the nature of uh, of um, of uh, politics. No, where, no matter where where you go, uh, you heard yeah. Brennan Bestiavansky there. First of all, your thoughts on his comments uh, in regards to whether or not he had he had any faith in Ken Ken Sims' leadership. Well, I you know I it's hard to hear, and I I think that uh, he made it very clear that he doesn't. And uh, but one of the things that concerns me most is that, you know, it, for three the first three years we had a uh, we didn't have an elected board, and in 1890 we uh, put forward an elected park board. So in all those years of all those different mayors, all those different councillors, going back 135 years, they've all come to see the value that the park board brings to the city. And now we have a new rookie mayor who has never had political office before, has very little grounding in uh, public policy, 
in uh, working with the community. And he's making a decision contrary to what he was elected on. And that's obviously very concerning, I think, to a lot of residents of Vancouver. What do you say to those listening? We're going to go, wait a minute here. Uh, we've got a region of 2.8 million people. Vancouver represents about 25% of that population. 75% of the population lives in municipalities that have park departments that are run by city halls. A city, uh, city like Surrey, which calls itself the city of parks, doesn't have a park board. Why can't Vancouver manage its assets just like every other municipality uh, in, in the region and, and across the country? Why is, what makes Vancouver so special? Well, I've heard that again and again, and there are a couple of things that, that are different. One of the things is our community center model, which is basically the community centers are basically individual nonprofits. And they run those centers to the benefit of Vancouver residents. And they're very adept at adapting programs to the individual communities. There's tremendous volunteer hours, tremendous volunteer work that goes into those boards and running those centers. And a few years ago, if you recall, there was a city manager, Penny Palum, Mm -hmm. who really tried to take control of the community centers. And the pushback was incredible because the community was not happy with that. The other thing is, is we are not just an an inland park. We're a park that's on the ocean. And the, the things that the park board has brought over the years, the seawall, you know, while I was speaking to a former commissioner uh, who'd been on, on, on the board a number of years ago, and he was talking to me about the uh, north side of False Creek. All those parks, David Lamb Park, George Wayneborne Park, it was the park board who negotiated those directly with the developer. Those parks were built at no cost to Vancouver residents. And those are two of our premier waterfront parks. So there's a legacy that's a little different. And if you look at Vancouver and say you look at Surrey, no disrespect to Surrey, I don't think you could say there's any comparison between the uh, the parks here and there. And, and Queen Elizabeth Park is another example. You know, here's a, what was a commercial rock quarry has been turned into basically uh, the equivalent of Bouchard Gardens. And that's, that's the legacy of the park board. And I think that's something worth valuing. Now, but could those? Uh, can I just jump in one second, John? Yeah, John, could could sure. could that not have been done by a city hall, though? I mean, to say, okay, you've got independent nonprofits in the community centers. I remember covering that story when Penny Ballum yeah. um, was uh, working for the city at the time. Can you tell me that those community centers are any better run than the ones in Port Coquitlam, or the North Shore, or in Surrey, or in Langley? Well, they're certainly more community based, and I, and I think that's that's part of the value there. But, it, you know, the, the thing is, it's the way this is being done. Mm-hmm. You know, here you've got these elected commissioners who mm-hmm. have been elected by the, by the public. And, and you've got a mayor who arbitrarily is saying, we're going to get rid of him. During the election, he went back. He said he wasn't going to do this, as, as the chair just said earlier. This is a really a backroom deal. And if he was so proud of it, why didn't he tell? He didn't even talk to his, the commissioners, didn't even find out till 5 o'clock. Three of them got removed from the party by a tweet from the uh, chief of staff, Trevor Ford, who is on record, by the way, of wanting to go after Langara Golf Course for housing. You know, it's a, this is the, the, the protection the park board offers as well is it takes a two-thirds majority of both park board uh-huh. and the city council to take a permanent park out of inventory. You take away that protection, even though Ken says, oh, I'll put something in that'll make it okay, doesn't work that way. A, a board uh, council now cannot fetter a future board. 
So that means his his promise to protect parklands is about the same as his promise to protect the park board. I am, I will say, you know, uh, whether you agree the city should have a park board or not, we can debate that. But I am absolutely surprised, uh, shocked at how ham-fisted the last 24, 48 hours has, has been on this issue in regards to making the announcement. Even listening to him in, uh, today at the press conference, listening to it live and talking about we're going to have to, you know, one out of four trees could die. Well, you know, that's got other, that's got, that's for other reasons. You know, we used to have the pine beetle up in the interior in the north. That killed millions of trees. It's got nothing to do with the Ministry of Forests. And uh, to, right. ar- to, to argue that this park board yeah. uh, uh, had something to do with those trees. I mean, he was just stretching, just desperately grasping for something. I was a bit taken aback about how, yeah, how it was yeah. It was a bit amateur a, hour, wasn't it? This is a looper moth infestation uh, that's part of, you know, that happens in forests. And I think the park board is doing a good job. Certainly they're going to have to remove trees. But, you know, the park board, has, the, the Stanley Park has been logged in the past, you know, before it was a park. And, and it's and after the big blowdown, it was reforested. That's the only thing. If you go back to when Ian Robertson was the chair, you know, he was able to raise a lot of money to uh, reforest Stanley Park after the big blowdown. And, yeah. uh, you know, would the city council have the capacity to do that sort of thing? You know, um, I look at Van Dusen Gardens and say the Bloedel Conservatory, which were donations. That was the park board staff that actually went out and got that money. Would the, would the city, you know, uh, have that lens to look through? Yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I don't think so. And, um, so it's a big concern to me, and I, I was always very proud to be a park commissioner. I didn't always agree with what happened down there, but it is democracy, and it's democracy right down to the neighborhood level. Yeah. And uh, I think that's something we should value. John, uh, as always, I really appreciate your time, and uh, I know uh, you wanted to be a recovering politician, but issues like this, I'm glad uh, you've come out of retirement even for, for a few minutes to talk to us because I think it's, uh, it's, a, it's a, a conversation worth having, certainly. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much, Jess.